I'm Anahi, award-winning U.S. and European certified floral designer, educator, and your host. If you are a florist, flower farmer, business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. I help you by providing insights to industry leaders and mentors through their stories, helpful tips, and tricks so that you too can take your floral business and design to the next level. I bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by True Client Pro. True Client Pro is an all-in-one business management solution for specifically florists. It is helping wedding and event professionals to scale and manage their business. You guys got to check this out. Be sure to head on over to show notes for the link to a 30-day free trial. Believe me, from what I've seen, I think you're going to love this. Hey, Christy, welcome back. So today's topic is entering this wonderful business, the barrier of entry, right? Yes. The undercutting, the pricing, all of these burning things. I know these are all such big topics, but just the overall mindset of it all. For sure. I mean, when you're first starting out, you your biggest questions are, how much do I charge for what I do? Where do I look at it? So, you know, we can talk about pricing and the nuts and bolts of that, but a lot of times... What we hear are how you compare yourself to others. Mm -hmm. And I know you've got to start somewhere, but obviously there was a conversation that you heard on Mm -hmm. Clubhouse that Mm -hmm. kind of spurred us having this discussion. (laughs) Yes. We actually trumped other topics to talk about this. It was, it was fascinating to me. It was happening today and uh, it was wedding planners group. And they were talking about the barrier of entry and undercutting and everybody all across the board was frustrated and everybody was kind of up in arms about, you know what, what do you do with the people? that are coming into the market and undercutting you, okay? Or, hey, I'm running this educational rooms at the clubhouse and I'm running this Facebook chats or lives or whatever. And there are all these people that are coming on board. They're coming on and they're asking all kinds of questions and they're basically continuously are taking, 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 taking and not contributing anything. So part of me wants to kick them off those groups. And that was sort of the, one of the questions that one of the, one of the people came and asked. And I'm like, wait, what? Mind you, I'm driving. This is happening. I'm like, this is fascinating. Hang on. So, and everybody, of course, has, you know, their two cents, right? They have to all kind of, you know, they're saying their piece and everything else. Okay, fine. No problem. And for some reason, everybody's all of a sudden like coming up with with ways of how to cut this person off this platform, right? Whether it was the clubhouse room or the Facebook group or whatever, because they are... uh, you know, for the lack of better words, are the leeches of this group or whatever. They're coming in, they're taking and they're not leaving anything behind and they're leaving. Until one gentleman came up and goes, you know, can I, can I just, you know, respectfully tell you that I do not agree with all, all of you. And it was kind of like, huh? Because usually everybody's so like cordial and it's like, oh yeah, I so agree and or but or whatever. And this guy goes, <laughs> I've had this business, my business for 30 years of wedding, you know, working in the wedding industry. I'm a planner. Great. And I'm so tired of people saying these things. We all have to do what we have to do to put food on our tables and feed our children. Can we all agree on that? And everybody's like, wait, pump the brakes. Because it was just so different. And then he went on to explain, and this is where this, this, this thing happened that sparked this conversation, essentially. He goes, so we're talking about undercutting and all of these things. He's like, I've been doing this for 30 years successfully. I haven't lost a sleep in thinking about somebody who's going to undercut me 
because that's not what I focus. I focused on running my business, doing what I can, and then, and, and, and yes, did I perhaps undercut at one point when I was first starting? Yeah, but in all reality, there are only two barriers of entries into this industry. You got to start undercutting until you start building, right? To, mm -hmm. So you take the business and start building your uh, proof of concept and, you know, so on your portfolio or whatever, or your, your relationships, or you are sort of working under some company and somebody kind of cheer you on and, you know, you're coming with some sort of an education. And it kind of got me wondering about the floral industry as a whole and where are we with all this? And, you know, so Christy, they are probably really more than two barriers of entry for floral business, obviously. But I think that one of the biggest ones for people to start is they got to charge a little less. They got to charge for the amount of expertise that they're going to deliver, essentially. Yes, because we all start somewhere and mm -hmm. we're all not um, immediately OGs, right? <laughs> we're not, <laughs> right. We're not the ones that not everyone has always been in the business and knows exactly what to charge and has the experience, has the design experience, the design chops were, were to say. But that's not to say that you aren't allowed in. I'm totally not that way. I'm like, welcome everyone because right. competition's good for the soul. <laughs> it, keeps you top, it keeps you on top of your game, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, if you're worried about, if you're going to be worried about what someone else is charging or that, you know, Sally undercut me for this wedding and I'm really upset because she always seems to undercut me. Well, that's her problem. Because what's it doing to her business? Can she mm -hmm. afford to do that long term? I mean, if we're going to talk about that, like, it doesn't matter what somebody else is charging. You have to know your numbers. We say this all the time. Mm -hmm. So that you know that you're charging enough to make a profit. Right. And if you're not, then it, it doesn't matter if you're always going to undercut someone else even to get the job, then you're not going to be in business. Right. And I, I feel so strongly about that. For me, I, I don't think about am I undercutting or overcutting? I'm trying to look at the numbers. Does this work out for me? And am I profitable? Am I yes. meeting my desired profit margins at the end of the day? And what I mean by that you know, when I say my overhead is taken care of, right? It, my personal salary is part of that overhead as well. You know, mm -hmm. it's not, I don't, profit is not my salary. Profit is the no. profit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> profit is the profit. Now, I didn't think this way though before. As ridiculous as this may sound, when I was running, well, I'm still running dental business and I've been doing this for a long time, more than 10 years. Mm -hmm. I, I know the difference in this too, in this, and I've done this. And then when, when I decided to do my flower business, again, I still call it my glorified hobby at that time, not anymore. At that time, I was looking at profit as my salary profit all in this one pile of things. And because it was flat out ignorance on my part. It really was. Mm -hmm. Did I lose money on a large scale? No, not really, because that wasn't really breadwinner of my life, right? At the time, fortunately. But had it been, had I quit my job to pursue this dream, it would have tanked completely. Yeah. I mean, it was just, just you know, on, on hindsight, you sit, sit here and I'm like, man, was I lucky, <laughs> you well, know? Gosh, I mean, how many times, whew, I went through recessions and everything else like it you know i think that well there is a formula and right. you know you can you can take whatever 
so-and-so is putting out there and they're saying you price it like this, price it like that. And oftentimes, you know, even you and I had this brief conversation before we started was you're like, well, there aren't any really standards. There are standards. There are standards for, you know, profitability in floristry. And typically what you're looking at is 30% for your labor, 30% for your cost of goods, 30% for your expenses, and then 10% for your profit. Okay. So if you're going to do something for a photo shoot, you know, are you, how are you going to recoup that money? You know, if mm-hmm. you're going to say, okay, oh my gosh, I, I just need to get myself out there. I'm going to do a photo shoot with somebody. They're approaching me. I know this is going to be a great opportunity for me. So what are your expenses going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the mileage going to be to get there? What about you're running around trying to get the product? You know, how much your product are you going to do? You're giving away your labor straight off the bat. There is no profit. <laughs> happening because on a on a photo shoot let's let's be real there is no return on your investment it if there is that is just candy for you later right let's just be mm-hmm. honest a photo shoot has no return on investment except for exposure but you have to maximize that it's up to you to maximize it mm-hmm. funny you said photo shoots i did those and i said yes to a few of them that were not my project and you know i went in and i shut up and zero return on that investment. And right now, I don't do any photo shoots unless it's my production. Mm. In in that situation, I look at it as this is a marketing investment for me. Well, so, you did you have a marketing budget? Right. And that's exactly where I was going next. It needs to fit in that marketing budget, right? Yes. yes. So, because otherwise without it, it's all coming out of your pocket, mm-hmm. basically. Yes. Yes. And And I I realize you have to do some of those things to get started. Of course. Totally. But, you know, you can say no. No is an easy word to say. Oh, yeah. I've I've been saying more no's than yeses. It's liberating. (laughs) It really is. So let's go back to the whole whole price structure. It it kind of baffles me a little bit. So when somebody's somebody's actually charging a little less to get a business Mm -hmm. because they're just starting, they don't have Mm -hmm. proof of concept. I've been there. I have been there. I've done a wedding at cost of the flowers. My very first one was like that. I basically told her I've never done a wedding ever, ever in my life. And this is not a relative. This was this person who saw my flowers at the office. And she's like, well, just charge me something. I can't do that. I said, well, how about this? I said, I do your wedding. You buy everything. And I do the wedding for me to learn. So I basically worked for free. She paid for every single flower and I delivered it you know, to the T and some. I also got an invitation to a wedding, which of course, this was my very first one. I didn't sleep at night. Are you kidding me? What wedding? (laughs) (laughs) Let's not be crazy over here, you know? I got some amazing photos, which my uh, hard drive died and crashed and I don't have them anymore. (laughs) I know. Ouch. I know. So anyway, back up your stuff, you guys. Um, But yeah, anyway, but that's besides the point. Then somebody could have then been who's been doing this for 15 years and whatever. Like, well, she just undercut me. He, She literally talked me into doing this wedding. And did I undercut somebody? Yeah, by like major numbers. I didn't go in with that intent. I'm going to undercut so I can get this business, right? right? I went in there saying, listen, I need experience. 
I mean, okay, fine, let's do this. I ended up doing her sister's wedding and her cousin's wedding. I charged and made profit on those. <laughs> Very different field. Then, you know, but I had to start somewhere. So, well, and there are some people that that do. I mean, let's face it. There, are, I have known some florists that say, okay, well, show me your other contract, and literally mm-hmm. they're going like, okay, I'll do this. I'll cut ten percent off, and I'll do it for you for ten percent less. I mean, there are some people that do that. Yeah. How in the world they, do they know? Do they know your design style? No, but does the bride know what your design style was and your own mm-hmm. unique thing that's you, that you bring to the table? I mean, that that's what you're losing. But to me, if they go with that other the other florist, they're not my client. That's it. Yeah. I, I've actually, that I've never done. I really truly have never done. And I've even had people that said, hey, I'm like price shopping or whatever. What do you charge this? Okay. Well, you know, I had people who approached me and said, you know, what well, they told us this, can you, you know, charge less because we like you better? I'm like, no, I can charge less, but I will deliver less. It will not be the same vision. And I told them, I said, if you want to pay less, we can cut things and make it fit your budget, whatever that is, you know. Right. But I cannot deliver. If they really want to work with you, they're going to choose you. That's and it. they're going to choose and work with the money that you're asking for. Mm-hmm. So yeah. stand your ground. Right. And there's, there's this other side now. And this happened a lot in a dental world. And I don't know if this actually ever happened in a flower world. Price fixing. So there's the undercutting, right? And if you think about the undercutting, I mean, the, the word itself is so negative. I hate saying this word, but you know, I don't, I can't come up with another word. But it is competitive. It is a competitive business though at the end of the day. At the end of the day, when you look at every commercial that's out there, it's all about who's cheaper, faster, better, blah, blah, blah. Somebody has this one thing. Hey, we're more this much more than this other one. So Tylenol and Advil are owned by the same company and they completely throw jabs at each other. They're not even the same medication. Like it's hilarious kind of, because most people think the same, take the same thing for a simple headache, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Their marketing continuously is one up in the other within the same company. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm I'm, I'm saying this, this has been around for centuries. This is not going to go away, right? No, it's not going to go away. So let's just don't even think about it. And just, I think working ethically is much more important than, you know, if somebody comes to you and says, Hey, here, you know, or you perhaps saying, bring me somebody else's contract. In fact, I actually don't ever want to see somebody else's contract. I I really don't. And let's think about it though, from the bride's perspective, she's just gone through all of this with another florist. She's just gone through and given her heart and soul and her whole entire vision. And she's kind of handing it to you going, here's my vision. They captured it. Can you tell me what this would cost if you did this same vision? I understand Mm -hmm. what you're doing. And for us, it's like we get so completely just, I'm appalled that you would (laughs) ask me to do that. (laughs) I just had a quote for my renovation. Well, I finished the renovation and there's my workout room actually is the room that I haven't done and the cooler built out that kind of got held back, right? So the guy just came in and gave me a quote for my, you know, workout room. And it's the same guy who actually did the whole renovation. There was another guy that I reached out to for him to come. And then I basically canceled him. I'm like, um, you know, I know his work. He's mm-hmm. done the rest. Mm-hmm. What if the other one is going to charge me $500 more or less? I already have a relationship with this person. Yes. And he's not, he wasn't cheap. I know that because before I booked him, I had another code. Yes. But I booked him. <laughs> so I already know he's not the cheapest person in the market. I also know he's not the most expensive person in the market, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I went with it. But 
me as a client, I am the bride in this scenario, shopping for the florists, which in this case are the contractors for me. Um, again, I'm the client shopping for a vendor for a service yes. that I need. Yes. Same idea. So whatever your buying habits are, those brides are going to follow the same buying habits. So if you're going to go and price shop for something, when you're buying a refrigerator, you don't go and just whoever gives you the first pr price or whatever, and you just go, okay, that's it. That's the one I want. My God, how many reviews do you all read? Yes. Yeah. If yeah. you're anything like my husband, you read every single one of them. You know, if you're me, you just read the top three and the bottom three. And you move yeah, on. Like, what is it? <laughs> exactly. You read the worst because everything in between doesn't matter. It's the worst you want to read. And, you know, anyway, yeah. or the best. Best and the worst is where you're trying to kind of see, okay, is somebody really that psyched about this thing? Or how, why do they hate it? You know? Anyways, what I was saying about the price fixing, I don't think this is ever going to happen for a florist, but multiple companies in the dental supply world got sued. Because they did what's called price fixing. Different companies, they had an underground agreement that, hey, this is the lowest price we're all going to go. We all are agreeing that we're not going to charge lower than X for anything. You know, I can have a special for one month. You can have a special for another month. You can have a special for another month. And then we can kind of flip-flop and carousel this between all of us. And this is amongst three companies, three major ones. And yeah, it was a class action lawsuit and we got 50 some dollar refund wow, okay. I don't know. We never applied. They just sent paperwork. Do you buy from this company? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Supposedly it stopped. Who knows? Are we all in danger of having price fixing situation happening in the wedding industry? Probably not, right? Because we're creatives. We think very differently. Yes. Yes. We're not the big corporations and things like that. So anyways, but the undercutting is a real thing. I think maybe approaching ethically is is the thing and charge your worth. Charge it so you make money essentially is what it's at. Yes. Not necessarily. Yes. Figure out what you're going to be doing. You know, and like if it takes you an hour and a half to make a bridal bouquet when it really should take you because you need to work on your chops and your level of designing, don't charge for that hour and a half. Charge right. what it, okay, it, it should take you 45 minutes to make that, you know, there's the difference, right? So don't overcharge for what you think, but charge for the right level of what you're, where you're at. But the, the um, industry standards that I gave you are, are pretty much way it is, but then there's the markups. Mm -hmm. And so the markups are a whole different story um, on your cost of goods and, you know, hard goods, fresh flowers, you know, anything like that. Those are where you have different markups. So we can right. go into pricing another time. I was going to say, yes, I think I think we're actually at a good stopping point on this one, but we should come back and chat about pricing because I think, or, or the markups, if you will, right? Just mm -hmm. overall baselines for contracts. Now, is that the same thing for everyone? No, it's not. Right. And everybody's demographic is different. Everybody's overhead situation is different. And everybody's cost for those goods is different. You know, at what cost you're getting your product. You know, yes. if you're in Jamaica where everything has to come on boat, you know, for you to get, I don't know, garden roses, it's probably going to cost a lot more than it is for us in DC area, perhaps, mm -hmm. because they're not going to be putting it on a ferry. You yes. know, they're going to just fly it in. Essential. I mean, just those kind of details, right? So it, it all kind of matters. Anyways, um, any anything else to add, Christy? Nope, nope. But it's fascinating conversation. Yes, it is. I just could not get enough of that conversation today, and it just got me fired up. So, guys, you know, don't undercut on purpose. Just charge your worth. I guess is the is the is the thing to say. And, and then if somebody, exactly, <laughs> and if somebody undercuts you, and if you feel like they undercut you, don't take it personal. 
They're trying no. to make a living. They're trying to make a living. They're trying to feed their child. They're trying to put food on a table. You have no idea what their situation is and you have no idea how strapped they are for cash, essentially. Because I don't think anybody on purpose comes and says, I'm going to do this so that. Absolutely. I mean, even if they do, it comes back. Oh, yeah. So let them, let them, let them do their thing. Exactly. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> All right, Chrissy, I'll, I'll chat with you next week then. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week.